So welcome to Enjoying Work with Legal Studio. Um, in this episode, we're joined by Julia Burns, a mediator and experienced lawyer who specialises in resolving disputes for private individuals in relation to contentious trusts and probate, and also providing coaching services for family conflict and family business conflict. Um, I won't say too much more, so I don't want to you know, take away from from uh, from Julia's explanation of what she does. Uh, however, I suppose without further ado, so you know, welcome, welcome Julia, and you know, if you can tell us a little bit about you and what you do, that would be fantastic. Thank you very much, Ian, and thank you for having me on your uh, your podcast. Um, yeah, I mean that was a, that was a very good um, summary, really. So my main focus these days is my mediation practice um, through Dub in the Room, but I'm also a, a consultant lawyer with uh, Morali Beadle in London, even though I live in Yorkshire. Um, and But my main focus is, as you say, resolving family inheritance disputes um, for people through mediation and helping individuals who are going through disputes, family disputes, litigation um, on a sort of one-to-one -one conflict coaching basis and helping families generally. How did that used to work, um, sort of back end of 2019, beginning of 2020? What, what was business as usual like then? Well, BC, before coronavirus, yes. Um, yeah, absolutely, well, yeah. It, <laughs> it involved a lot of travel, a lot of the East Coast mainline up and down to London. Um, and obviously, I so since uh, September 2019, I have worked predominantly at home um, and so for me that that's all, that still feels normal um, but the, the main difference is just it's just charging about um, up and down the country all the time and um, so yeah I think that's that's the, the main difference and obviously my mediation work uh, used to be face to face and now it's predominantly on Zoom and that in itself has also massively reduced everybody's travel and certainly mine mm. and 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 with that that transition the sort of from the the physical to the virtual have you found that on the main in the main very positive um i from a work-life balance point of view and having two young children it's been absolutely amazing to have been at home and to just be around a lot more and a much bigger part of my children's lives and just family life generally i slightly miss the uh, variety <laughs> i think we can all probably sort of yeah i think we'd all relate to that yeah all the time is probably just a little bit too much um and i do miss going to london because i love london but um but but yeah i think just it, it's 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 been means that i've been able to just fit in so much more of my life the process of lawyering and the process of mediating used to be very much a face-to-face -face interaction. You know, how have you found the take-up for that in the new world order? Yeah, so <clears throat> interesting question. I, certainly when it first started, everybody was scared of it. Uh, mediators and lawyers alike, um, nobody really knew what was going to happen. But very quickly, it became apparent that actually it was as good as being in a room face-to-face, -face, if not better in some ways. And certainly in the work that I do, which involves very sensitive family disputes, the last thing they actually want to be is in the same building as each other. They don't want that anxiety of bumping into 
the other side of the family who, with whom they've fallen out. And so being able to deal with a very difficult family dispute from the comfort of their own homes just by logging onto a Zoom call is incredibly liberating for the clients. Um, the lawyers are also getting used to it, I think. I think lawyers still like the idea of being in a room with their client, being able to advise across the table. Um, but certainly I think I think everybody's recognizing that there's something incredibly personal and intimate about communicating across video conference. I think the quality of conversations is brilliant. And I think that people can be completely authentic, less worried about sort of what else is going on in the room, less, they can be more focused almost, I think, on the actual conversation. That's my experience personally. That's interesting. I mean, you know, from from a lot of how you describe that and, you know, the type of working disputes that you do, that, you know, the words intimate, the words personal, the words, you know, important doesn't even kind of come to touch on stuff when you get into family disputes. What's, you know, what's kind of the, the key skill that you found for unlocking those in how you behave? Because obviously as a mediator, it's a neutral position to take, you know, how how you know what's that key skill and how do you facilitate that through a video conference oh i think it's about taking time to build rapport and listen um very much and just building time into the process so one of the things that i do is always ensure that there's a pre-mediation call before the actual mediation at which both the lawyers and the clients join the call and test the technology but also in that call I just listen I ask a couple of questions to the client um, how they're feeling about the mediation what's the most important thing to them about the mediation and that's pretty much all I ask I just let them talk and and I think that that's something that pre-pandemic um, most mediators weren't doing I, I actually offered it from the start but the take-up was People didn't really get it, <laughs> and now yeah. people really see the benefit. That's that's really interesting in terms of the evolution of it. I mean, I, one of the other the questions that I want to ask is about you know your outlook on your business and and what's you know, what's going to what's going to change, what you're going to keep. I I assume that's something you want to you want to keep in place. But you know, how has this current situation changed your view on what you want to do, and, and what are you going to do to adapt for the future? Yeah, I mean, I as I said, I do miss some travel. <laughs> Certainly, I I would not like the idea of, of sort of conducting all my business just from home because I, I, I think that there is something magic about just being in the same room as other people and and sort of you know. Some conferences and things like that hopefully will resume to being face to face because you just cannot replicate that feeling of sort of perhaps a conference and then the post conference networking and drinks and you just so I think all of that I'm really looking forward to that coming back. Um, I'm uh, hoping that I will spend less time traveling just to meet somebody. Because there, you know, a new introduction. If somebody sort of says to you, "I'd like to make an introduction," then in the past it would have been, "Okay, well, where where are you based? Where should we meet?" Whereas now, I think that initial call 
could quite, I would quite happily just recommend that that initial call is over Zoom. Early introductions and meetings of people, without a doubt. I mean, you know, let's let's just keep that work-life balance approach and let's help the environment a bit as well. Because let's be honest, it's, yeah, and let's, let's spend a bit less on petrol and train fares and yeah. Absolutely, no. That 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 makes complete sense. I mean. The question, the other question I've I've got in relation to that, you, the way you're describing what you what you do and how you do it, you, you're clearly quite passionate about what you do now. How did you how did you come to this from you know being a lawyer in, in private practice to doing what you do now? You how did you make that transition or what prompted it? So yeah, so I've been a qualified lawyer since two thousand and five, and I always knew deep down that one day I'd be a mediator from very sort of early on. Um, and when I first started talking about it, partners who I worked with said things like, oh, you need grey hair to do that, Julia. You need you know, a bit of experience under your belt. And at the time I was very young and I got a bit annoyed and thought, oh, what do they know? And but looking back, I think they were probably right. Um, but so I, I spent all that time from 2005, just really becoming a, a good lawyer, a, a specialist in my area um, of contentious trusts and probate and building up a really good network of people that I knew. So by the time I decided to take the brave step to leave sort of traditional private practice, I knew that I had a good reputation and I knew that I had a really good sort of referral network um, and I think that that certainly made it easier if I'd done it 10 years before I think it would have been absolutely terrifying and I probably although I don't think it would have been I don't think I would have been successful and I think I've gone running back despite not necessarily you know really deep down wanting to yeah I can I can relate to a lot of that um yeah, yeah. It, it, you know people say oh why didn't you do this earlier well I would have wanted to, but I, I couldn't have been able to make it work by that point. You know, yeah, you need you, bills to pay. <laughs> yeah, bills to pay and, and experience yeah. to gain and an understanding of what it is that you do and how you do it. And yeah, uh, okay. Why is it that you do what you do? And, and how is it that you've come to actually enjoy working? So that's a that's a very, another very good question. In, in relation to the mediation and conflict coaching work, I do it because I'm absolutely passionate about helping people to find peace in resolving their disputes and not living the hell that is litigation for longer than necessary. And I strongly believe that people need as much support as possible through litigation. And that's why I do the conflict coaching um, work that I do sort of helping people on an individual basis to really just get through that without just having their lawyer to talk to because I think sometimes it's useful to have a different ear to, to just you know somebody else who's willing to just listen who's a bit more objective um, and and I also passionately believe that a lot of people who are in involved in a family dispute are carrying an awful lot of pain and past trauma potentially um, and that's what's at the root of the conflict and the way that I've set up my business is to sort of really just to recognize that and actually to to just help people holistically and help them with their emotional pain as well as just their legal problem 
and um, so I think that's hugely rewarding and just being able to see somebody move from a place of total despair to peace is just amazing. The final question I, I want to ask, which is quite a broad one, um, is, you know, with the changes that you've described, the move from physical to virtual, that bringing back some work-life balance, you know, the, the, the changes in the movement in what you've done. If you could look forward into the, into the future, what do you think the future of, of work is and what do you think that looks like? I think the future of work has to be a lot more flexible and agile. And I think there has to be a lot more understanding of the fact that everybody's personal lives are completely different. And the nine to five or eight to seven sort of <laughs> model that, you know, so, so many people probably were doing in the office, you know, not being there for school pickup, not being there for, for dinner with your family, and that being okay as a general thing, or certainly a certain night, number of nights a week, I, I think that that, I, I, I find that that just has to change. And I think that just just having variety in the way that you do things on certain days, yes, you're at home. Certain days you're in the office, perhaps, and just just do whatever's right for for you and what's right for your with your team. And, and if you've got, essentially, if you've got a happy, happy lawyer or a happy team, then you're going to have loyal staff who, engage, who are engaged and, and it seems like a win-win to me. So I think the future of work, without a doubt, is, is definitely more flexible. Fantastic. Thank you. So I suppose, you know, the, the what's the future of work? Well, it, it's, it's flexible. It's... Yeah. And, it's happiness you know so it's, it's, it's happiness and it's being more present i think i think certainly for me that's probably the biggest thing that i've been able to to change i remember walking into a coffee shop in uh, north leeds once when i was back working in private practice and the, the lady and i was I went in there all the time and she said to me oh i always feel i need to rush when you come in and i took i stopped and I looked at myself and I actually felt quite upset. I was like, is that the person I've become? And I, I really had to just take a long, hard look. And I was like, I am that person who rushes down the path on the school run, overtaking people because I've got to get into the office by a certain time. I think just, yeah, just being present, not rushing, having more time just to just be that's fantastic. Thank you very much for that, Julia. That's been that's been a really interesting discussion. That's been very useful. Um, thank you very much for joining us. And yeah, you know, pleasure. Um,